All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt to end a little early. I wanna, like I said, I want, I love interaction. I love interaction. I feel like anytime you can get people to interact, they're gonna learn more. I don't know if you've, if you've noticed that, but we're gonna, we're gonna read a little about. Um, oh, hold on, that's the wrong message. There we go. Um, go ahead and throw the first slide, and I've got slides because I'm, ga- I'm, I'm leveling up. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. Transformation for God's mission. Um, David last week talked about getting out. He talked about mission. I don't know the title of his sermon, but it was all about going out and, and letting God's kingdom be known. Talked about praying for people, shared some testimonies. Um, what I love about that is I, I get excited about God's mission. Everybody say mission. Mission, yes. So the, the, there's, I, what I've learned is that, is that there's two aspects that I've learned in the church. There's the mission side of it, and there's the formation side of it. I love Dallas Willard says this. I need the next slide, I think. There we go. The greatest issue facing the world today with all its heartbreaking needs, a lot of them, is whether those who by profession or culture are identified as Christians will become disciples, students, apprentices, practitioners of Jesus Christ, steadily learning from him how to live the life of the kingdom of the heavens into every corner of human existence. So um, you can leave that up there. What I gather out of that is two things. One, learning to live and be like Christ. And I see that as being formed into his likeness, this formation. Everybody say formation. Formation. Then I see it too, to live it into every corner of the world. And this is the mission of God, to take the, the formation of Christ in you out there. God calls you salt and light, right? And it's, it's, it's to season the world. It's to shine light into the world. Um, I'm going to hit on two things. We're going to talk about formation. Go to the next slide. We're going to talk about formation versus mission, okay? Um, and and this, is, uh, this is not deep theological stuff. I think that the most important things are often quite easy to pick up, very hard to enact into our lives. Would you agree? Um, go ahead and next, uh, next slide. So... Next slide. Is it, there we go. Okay. So what is, what is formation? And some of you guys might have heard spiritual formation. Um, I'll, before we read this, somebody say that. You can leave it up there. There is, um, there is a definite, I've, I've noticed, some of you guys have noticed, there's, two, there's the, these two camps, mission and formation. As I've learned and been mentored by people and as I read more books, I realize that there is there's two, the, the church either pioneers one or pioneers the other. There's an evangelical church, I'd, I'd say probably other churches, I'd, um, uh, aspects, that really nail the spiritual formation part. Spiritual formation for the Christian, this is Willard again, refers to the spirit-driven process of forming the inner world of the human self in such a way that it becomes like the inner being of Christ. Say Christ-likeness. So spiritual formation is really coming like Christ on the inside, okay? And so I think a lot of the church majors in getting, learning to be better character. Um, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about this in a second. But it's all about forming the Christ in us, okay? And so the other side of it is mission. It's the go of the gospel. It's, and I would say the charismatic churches, I think that's kind of most how we represent as. The charismatic church, do you think... I would just, I'll just say this, in my understanding, that we are better at mission. When you think about miracles, signs, and wonders, do you think that's for us or for other people? 
In fact, the Bible, Paul even says that prophecy is for the non-believer if he comes into our midst that he would know that God is real. And so a lot of what the spirit-filled Christianity that we've, that we've heard or that we've trained each other in has to do with going out and leading people to Christ, making disciples. In fact, he even says, I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit to make disciples. Isn't that right? And so there's whole this other side of the church that, that majors in the mission. And so we have formation and we have mission. And can you imagine if, if we're lopsided? Can you imagine what would happen if we were lopsided? And we'll get into it in a little bit. But let's, let's, let's hit on formation a little bit. Go ahead, next slide. So here's a great scripture that I grabbed a hold of um, when, it, when we were talking about formation. It's kind of long, but can you guys see that? Is that big enough? That's big enough. All right. So, uh, Second Peter, here we go. Through these things, uh, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And there he's about to list some things that are forming in us. Goodness, and to goodness, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. Perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, mutual affection. Mutual affection, love. These are internal qualities. This is what you're building yourself into. For if you possess these qualities, increasing measure... I love that increasing measure. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. So it sounds like these things are important, huh? It's important to get in us. Let's just go to the next slide. John 15, 5 says, that it's, I was going to do the longer, but I still want to keep this mess a little shorter. But this, the, the, the part I want to grab, this is where he talks about, I am the, um, I am the vine dresser. You are the, you know, I'm the vine and the vine dresser. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do what? And so all of this comes from him. So the, the problem with a lot of spiritual formation and and, 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 and um, building ourselves into Christ-likeness, is sometimes it gets into like our, our efforts, our ability to do that. And so I want to I just mention that, um, that this whole thing about spiritual formation, it, it can't just be about what you and I can do for ourselves. It can't just be about our efforts. Um, you can, next slide. All right, before I hit this, I want to talk about, there's an active and a passive part of our spiritual formation. Okay, there's an active and a passive part. Our active part is that God calls us to abide. And so we're called to abide in the vine. We're actually called to obey him. We're called to, we're called to read his scriptures, right? Uh, to, to, to keep them, to bind them on our hearts. So there's an action part for us. But there's also a passive part um, that when we choose to abide, he causes the fruit to grow. But if you do nothing, which you're allowed to do nothing, but what do you think is going to happen if you do nothing? Nothing's going to happen. And so spiritual formation, actually being formed into Christ's likeness, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens by intentionality, by an active and a passive. And so we're going to jump into, a, into a, an activity in a second. But I want to show go through what is, if this is a new thing for you, and it probably isn't, but to be honest, I, I, I spent a lot of time in the charismatic church, and we don't talk about spiritual formation very much. We talk about soaking, which 
To be honest, I think there's some beautiful formation that happens when you're soaking in the Lord and when you worship Him, He forms you. Sometimes, have you guys ever been one of those, in one of those meetings? Maybe it's on a Saturday morning or a Saturday evening, one of our meetings or a conference, and you're on the floor and you're just weeping for the Lord. Or maybe you're sitting there and you feel His presence so strong and you just start crying. How many of you guys ever had something like that? Maybe you're shaking, I don't know, you're not crying, but you're, right. What is He doing in those moments? <laughs> Destiny says he's moving, right? No kidding. He's shaking some things out, right? Some people say, we're shaking what cannot, everything that can be shaken. Now, I don't know exactly what he does half the time in those moments, but I've learned that he's forming something in me. And, and that would be one of those times where I showed up, <laughs> I put my hands above my head, I, I worshiped him, and he did the rest. And I think that's honestly times what happens. Um, but there is an intentionality. And so if we're looking at the areas of spiritual formations, ways that we've, we can actually practice this formation, I'm going to kind of move through these. The first, this is, um, by the way, John Mark Comer, he's got a, a, um, a lot of stuff out on this on um, different, practicing the way is a, is a thing coming out that we're going we're gonna to offer to our, our small groups to go through. But this is a list that he created. I'm sure there's more. But the first one is the, 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 the practice of Sabbath or rest. Another one is prayer. Getting prayer and becoming a person of prayer is, a, is literally forming prayer in you. Uh, fasting, solitude, spending time alone, it's not as easy as you think. Have you ever tried actually like slowing down and spending lengths of time alone with the Lord um, so much that your, your mind doesn't race onto the next to-do list? You got, three min, you got three good minutes in you. After that, like good luck. Um, this is why this is something that needs to be formed in you. Um, it's uh, our world makes it tough. So um, solitude, scripture, forming his word in us, community, getting around community. Some of us, we're really good at it. And some of us, it's, we just don't really want to find, it's just, it's work, right? Uh, simplicity, right? Simplifying your life, getting rid of some of the clothes in your closet, right? Uh, is it Mari Kondi, that stuff? And just, you know, it's just simplifying everything. Generosity is a spiritual discipline. It's a formation that God wants to bid in you. Some of you guys are just generous. It's in you. And some of you got some of us, I'll say it, I have my moments for sure. We don't, we don't want to let go of our materials without a kung fu grip on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the last one is hospitality. Again, some are great. Some of you guys, you're like, ah, you know, I tell you what, if you come to my home group and you want a glass of water, I will point to the cupboard that, it's, that the glasses are in, and you're on your own, right? That's about as far as my hospitality goes. You get somebody else, and they've got water pitcher out with a little bow on it with a, amen, amen. Here's what, go ahead, next slide. I'm going to ask, I'm, here's what I want us to do. I want us to ask a couple questions. I don't, do I have it up there? I think I have the question up there, but I don't know where it's at. I'm just going to share this, um, this quote here. Um, I, I love questions, and I was looking for a beautiful quote to, to pour this out on you. Joseph Albers, he's a, he's a great author, he says this, that good teaching is more a giving of right questions than of giving the right answers. And so if I can give you the right questions, you're going to learn more than if I just stand up here trying to tell you all the right answers. Does that make sense? So that's what we're going to do today. So here's what I want you to do. In your little groups, maybe you got two, maybe three or four, um, I want you to go through these questions as a group. Now, I'm only going to give you like five minutes to go through all of them. So that means it's going to be, hey, guys, what area of formation do you notice happening most or is easiest in your life? And I gave you a cheat sheet on the, on the right there so you can kind of look at them. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to notice something about yourself. Too often we go through life and we're not actually recognizing 
what's happening and what's not happening. Do you guys ever feel that sometimes? Um, this is why slowing down is helpful. So we're going to slow down in church. But I want you to find, I want to ask yourself, what's, what's the, what are the areas that naturally come to me? I could point to a few of you and say, you are way more hospitality. I, wow, your prayer life makes me hungry for God. And so it's gonna, there's going to be a few that come naturally. But then I want you to ask yourself, what areas do you notice are not happening in your life? And really, which, which one of these feels harder for you? How many of you guys can see right now ones that are harder and easier for you? Just exactly, right? Because he's made you a certain way. But it doesn't mean that you don't need to form a prayer life in you, right? It doesn't mean because I'm more hospitality, I don't have to be generous. This is forming Christ in you. And if Christ is generous, then, then we're called to be generous. And you do that by seeking him first, right? When you seek Jesus, you begin to embody all of his great qualities. Here's what I want to do. I wanna, so in this group, I just want you to notice things. Can you guys do that? I want you to notice what's happening and what's not happening. And then I want, and then and as, a, as a church, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to move on. All right, you guys ready? All right. I don't know how you're going to do this exactly. You just maybe just ask the question, go around in a circle if you have two or three. This is why small groups are good. Um, and I want you to do that right now. You ready? All right, go ahead. Say hello to the person again, and, and um, put your hand on your heart. Lord, Lord, you are the, you are the vine dresser, God. Father, you are the one that gives us all the gifts, God. Lord, help us to abide in you. And I ask that you would begin to form these things in us, God. Would you, put our, would you, would you call these places to our memory throughout our days? Would you lead us to mentors? Would you lead us to places? Would you help us intentionally pursue these places of inner growth, God, of formation, so that we can become more like Christ in our every day? Amen? All right, let's keep going. Next slide. We're, was that fun? You guys getting to know people? I like it. All right, so mission. What is mission? And the food's here, so I'm just kind of moving. I'm, I'm kind of moving quick here. Mission is the go of the gospel. It's building God's kingdom. Go on, next slide. All right, so Matthew 28. This is a great verse for that. Then Jesus came near to them and said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Another scripture I grab is, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's mission, right? You ever wonder what your mission on earth is? I love Bill Johnson used to say this. I'm not supposed to be a teacher. Am I supposed to be a stay-at-home mom? It's okay. Well, what's in heaven? Whatever's in heaven, we should see it on earth. So as a teacher, ask God what's in heaven and say, as a teacher, how do I bring that to the earth right now? As it is on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. If I'm a teacher, if I'm at home, if I'm homeschooling, whatever it is, that is the mission of God. The mission of God is anything outside your, like your own personal formation. Um, I would like to say that the mission of God very much is outside of the walls of the church, even though part of God's mission is, uh, is to build the church too. Um, next slide. So here's some examples of God's mission. I'm just going to throw a bunch out of this. Because one of the things that as a pastor I've, I, I feel like is we hear this mission idea and we think I need to go evangelize, right? I need to join Tuesday night's uh, outreach on Huntington Beach and, or, or some. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, go, come on. <laughs> 
Um, and and he, that's what happens, right? There's a few of us that are like, come on, revival. And there's a few of us being like, I don't, that doesn't get me excited at all. Like, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I a bad revival Christian? Like, that I don't want to go to tent meetings? No, you're not wrong. Right? And so the heart of it is like, well, how does mission flow out of you? Right? Because just like one person, they're designed naturally for hospitality. It doesn't mean they, should, they shouldn't also have a life of Sabbath and rest. Right? But we recognize there's natural places in it. So here's some examples of mission. One, praying for people. That's like, like out and about, personal needs, salvation, miracle, healings, okay? This is just like, I, you know, I'm at the baristas at uh, um, Whip Coffee is my new place. You ever want to hang out with me? I'm there, right? I've got to know every barista's name there. I can go up there and I can say, how can I pray for you today? And it's not weird. Why? Because I've cultivated that place there. And so I don't need a Tuesday night in evangelism. I've actually created my own outreach everywhere I go. And so, but that's the most normal thing for me to do. Because I'm just relational and I drink coffee. So when you put those together, I, I just meet all the baristas. Does that make sense? So second one, sharing the gospel. Actually talking to people about the gospel. So teach them about, about you're a sinner and you need Jesus. And, and you, need to get, you, need to get repent, you need to repent and get saved. So street evangelism, conversations with people. Some of you guys are super bold. You're like, hey, how's it going? My name's, my name's, just, my name's Eric. Do you know Jesus? Why not? And it's just, I, mean, I think, Mike, you told me that one time you did that. But, but these are just people, they're just hardwired, you know, that they just want to go everywhere they go. They, I had a buddy of mine where every coffee appointment I would have with him, I could see him coming, and it would take him 20 minutes to get to my table because he'd stop at every table on the way to me. And it irritated the heck out of me because I'm like, no, buddy, you're here for me. Uh, but he's so wired to share the gospel that he just couldn't help it. So, there's, so that's one way of mission. Loving your neighbors. Jess and I right now have a text stream with one of our neighbors. We're trying to get them over to our house. It's harder than you think sometimes. But, but neighboring is a beautiful way of just meeting your neighbors. Raising godly kids. Listen, if all you have time for right now is the four kids, the six kids, the ten kids... That's a mission, right? That's you're on God's mission. And to think that you have to be on outreach to have his mission is wrong. Um, by the way, because if you're raising kids that are a bunch of demons, like, you're not expanding the kingdom. We're actually, you're, you, you probably haven't get, got 10 people saved, so you might as well get your 10 kids saved first. You know what I'm saying? So loving your, um, raising godly children, cultivating a healthy marriage and family with Jesus at the center. Hallelujah. We don't need more divorces. If you're divorced, there's no condemnation. But this is a mission. Loving your spouse like Christ loves you. It's a mission. Um, sharing God's love at your work, your school, through social media. Serving the poor or those who can't take care of themselves. Showing God's love through gifts of generosity. Some of you guys just have a habit of giving money away to people. And you do it without, with, with just with the unconditional love of Jesus. I love it. Feeding, clothing, and housing the poor, orphans, and widows. Jesus says, what you've done to the least of me, you've done to me. That is the mission. Maybe I've left some out. Here, next slide. Here's what I want you to do now. I want you to go back into your groups. I'm pushing through this. Here's the questions. What part of God's mission comes easiest to you or is more highlighted in the world right now for you? It's just something you naturally do. And if you don't naturally do any of them, I, I think you're probably not seeing it, okay? Um, and the second question, is there a part of God's mission that you feel drawn to but have not yet been able to jump into? What do you think keeps you from doing it? There's a lot, kind of a handful of questions there. 
Here's the deal, you guys. Sometimes we might think, well, aren't you, just, aren't you just supposed to do what we're really good at? That's where you're going to have the easiest breakthrough. But, you know, God sometimes takes us through seasons where we do hard things. And, and you, you know, some of us just haven't learned to utilize your gifting to share the gospel with someone. And that's why I think it's important that we're always learning how to share the gospel in 60 seconds or how do we actually tell somebody about Jesus or how do we go up to our barista and say, hey, if, if Jesus were real to you, what would you need from him right now? What can I pray for you? And so to getting out of our comfort zone is really healthy. Why? Because it requires faith, all right? So in that, so think about what areas might require more faith for you to step into, all right? Um, do you need the list or are you guys good? The list. <laughs> all right. So I'll, maybe I'll shout the question out. Basically, all right. For the sake of time, I'm going to pull us back. Before I pray for us on this area, I want to give us one more thing. One more thing to think about. And I want you to, this is something to seek the Lord on. Is You might find that I'm really good at... I don't know, what one area of, uh, you might be really good at serving the poor. And there was this, it's just, it's easy for you, but you got busy. Maybe your work doesn't allow you to. I'm curious if God would call you into that. If God would call you into serving the poor, or if he wants to try something new with you. Does that make sense? So maybe he wants you to do what you're already good at, and you've just kind of set it down, and he wants you to pick it back up. All right, you guys ready? Put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us. Father, I, I pray right now, God, that this is a relationship with you, God. You are a good teacher. You are a good tutor. And so, Father, I pray that, I pray that you, would, you would lead us, God. I pray that you would lead us in the area of mission that you have for us. Too often we're trying to compare ourselves to somebody else and measuring ourselves against some other evangelist or whatever. But God, I pray that you would compare ourselves against you, Lord, of what you're having for us. So Father, I pray for each person here, you would begin to put, put something on our hearts, Lord. And so it, maybe you'd get us excited about a type of sharing our faith. Maybe it's just caring for people. Maybe it's just showing love so that there's a door for the gospel. And I pray right now for every person here. Every person here has a ministry. Every person here. Amen. All right. Last thing I want to share a couple thoughts and then I'm going to let us run off to, to dinner. Um, there, there's a difference between knowing about something and doing something. Right? I know Captain Obvious over here. But we have a habit in, 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 the, in, the, in the church of learning about something so much, so we learn so much about it that we think we're rock stars. Like we know all about this topic and yet when, when, when you actually look at our life, we're not actually doing it. Does that make sense? And it's just, it, I think it's just who we are. We want to we feel like we're smart uh, we've got this thing that we're masters of this, we're, we're growing, we're being successful. But being successful in the kingdom is not knowledge. 
actually, actually having a whole bunch of knowledge without a lot of action and deeds behind it just makes you puffed up and arrogant, doesn't it? And so we can think we're great at something because I've studied the word, I've done all these disciples, I've done these programs, these master classes. But I'll tell you, just learning, just getting an MBA does not make you good at business. It makes you good at knowing about business. And so, um, I have another story, I won't, I won't tell a story. I literally had a guy when I was at, that literally said, don't go get an MBA. Just take the $60,000 that you're gonna spend on it and start three businesses. <laughs> And so I'm going I'm to release him in a second. Um, and so I want to I encourage you guys that learning more about your mission of God is not going to help you do the mission of God. Now, there is a level of, of equipping and stuff, absolutely. I have a feeling we're over-equipped. It's just, it's just a guess. I'm over-equipped. I'll tell you that much right now. I have way too much information about how to share God's, uh, God's love, and I have too, many, too few stories of actually sharing God's love. <laughs> and um, I'm, not, I'm not condemned by that. I don't feel guilty. I just, I get excited that there's all this space for me to begin to move. And so some, a lot of you guys have, have an equipping. You have a level of understanding of your mission, right? I hope today, did, did, was this helpful for some of you guys? You're like, I think I'm actually encouraged. I actually do have mission. And so my desire for you today is just that you're more aware of what God has already put in you, what he's already forming in you. And that I think honestly to, to, be, to be like fully on fire revivalists, it's what I'm after. We need to have the, the, the character of Christ through his word, through studying, through, through sitting with him. But we also need to, have, we need to have his mission in our heart so that, so that we never miss a moment to care for the poor, the lost, the hurting. Amen? All right, let me pray for us. I'm going to get some food. Lord, I thank you so much, God. You are so confident. <laughs> You're so confident of this Holy Spirit that you put in us, God. And so, Lord, I, I just say, I'm just thinking about the scripture. It says, who will go for me? And, and, and the prophet says, send me. And so right now, can we just say, put that on our lips? Can we just say, send me, Lord. Send me. Send me into my family. Send me into my school. Send me into my office space. Send me into the coffee shops, into the homeless shelters. Send me to the streets, God. Send me to the nations, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you would, you would help us just... You would help us just fall more in love with you and fall more in love with your people. And so, God, we just are confident in your ability to do all this. And all God's people said, amen.